The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. It's a Monday on The Pat Kenny Show, which means we have an expert in the chair. And our expert this week is Keith Walsh, who is a family law solicitor. Keith, how are you? Uh, very good, Jonathan. Um, I'm uh, looking forward to listening to Adrian's piece about the dog uh, who, who mourned. Unfortunately, dogs also um, become part of the family law divorce as well. So um, it's not, not not alone do pets mourn. They also, unfortunately, get involved in custody disputes, uh, usually where there's no children in many cases. But it's a, good. I a hadn't tough even for thought pets, of, you know. I hadn't even thought about that, but there you have it. It's just a, a complicated area. Um, I remember uh, when years ago when I studied law briefly, before I realised it wasn't for me. Um, Family law was just such a complicated area of the law, purely because it's driven by emotion rather than common sense. Is it hard to navigate as a solicitor? Well, it's settled down a lot, uh, thankfully. Um, I'm doing it over 20 years, so in that period, it's settled down a lot. It's a little bit clearer as to what outcomes for divorces and separations and uh, domestic violence applications might look like because the law is a bit more mature now. We didn't really have any family law at all until the 1970s in Ireland, very little. And then it was only in the 90s that we, we got divorce and judicial separation separation really um, and legal separation came into their own they were possible or legal separation was possible before then so there is quite a lot of emotion in it but thankfully the stigma uh, for people going through legal separation or divorce um, has has lifted in in the last 10 or 15 years in particular and we've marriage equality now and we've rights for cohabitants so there's a lot more rights for people uh, to to resolve disputes and we're also sorting a lot more outside court by collaborative law or by mediation or other things so while it, there is a lot of emotion, it, I think it's been handled a bit better and hopefully it'll continue to, to improve so that the process for the families and children and, and parents going through it uh, gets better and better. It is something where children often have to contribute. Um, and from my recollection, the family law building was away from the main forecourts and wasn't exactly fit for purpose. Hasn't been replaced yet, has it? No. And an announcement was made in 2014 that in Dublin we were going to get a fit for purpose family court uh, building, which would house the district court, which mainly deals with unmarried uh, disputes in terms of children, custody, uh, access, guardianship. It also deals with domestic violence. Um, and uh, it, it deals with childcare, which is where the state is looking uh, to take children away from their parents because there's neglect or there's problems for the children. Um, and, and those are really vital courts in the district court. And over 50,000 uh, applications are made in relation to that every single year around Ireland, a, a huge number of which would be made in Dublin. Now, at the moment, those two district courts, are, one is in a Victorian former criminal uh, court which is behind the Bridewell uh, which is the Garda station there uh, behind the four courts which many people will know it's really not suitable it's it's I mean it's, it is a Victorian uh, courthouse it's had a bit of work done to upgrade it but it's still in difficulty But that, that, that was what used to be the district court if memory serves 44 it, and 46 it, it, That's exactly it and you used to be able to walk through them And uh, but really that, that is not a suitable premises long term for childcare applications you can imagine parents and social workers and uh, lawyers and judges trying to work in these conditions. It's not easy at all for them. And while it was a temporary solution, it's turned into a, a permanent one. Uh, the, the Minister for Justice recently announced that the, the work on the new court, which is currently an empty hole, just be, the other side of the four courts on church,
Church Street on Hammond Lane that that wouldn't begin uh, until 2026 at the earliest and there's no end date for that so I mean I hope I, I will live to see it being built but I'm, I'm very concerned for the, the families and the litigants who yeah. have to put up with this and I mean the other courts are in, in Dolphin House which is a former hotel which was okay when the volumes were a bit lower, uh, maybe 10 or 15 years ago or, or longer. But now it really it isn't, in my view, fit for purpose. And they're doing kind of restorative works, which is great that they're trying to improve it a bit. But also, uh, I think, as, as a barrister pointed out recently, that means that we're going to be in those courts for Correct. a bit longer. So I'm, yeah, I'm they're, very they're concerned. No yeah, if they're fixing it, they're not moving out. Uh, let's go to some texts that have come in uh, that you, you hopefully could cast some light yeah. on, Keith. Um, ask your experts, please, if you can, what are the implications regarding an 84-year-old woman whose youngest daughter has moved in with her husband and two young children, 15 and 13? The 84-year-old is struggling to get them to leave, but will not allow the other siblings to interfere. The will is basically divided by her four children. Not sure we have the right to remove our youngest sibling of our mother still living with them four years so far. So that's a very difficult situation for that woman to find herself in. It, it is. And it's it's one that happens quite a bit uh, where where the next generation, and particularly I think you have a speaker coming on about the problems of accommodation in Dublin or in, in Ireland generally. And this is one that we're seeing more and more certainly in, 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 in for solicitor's office and in in our office in particular. So um, the first thing is a will doesn't uh, come into effect until the person dies. So will has no effect until a person is dead and until a grant of probate is, is extracted. Before then, this 84-year-old woman is within her rights to ask the, her youngest daughter to move out uh, and and her son-in-law and the, and the two kids, but she may not want to do that. So from a a legal point of view, there's not a huge amount that can be done if 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 the 84 year old woman is in in the whole of her mental health, uh, she's entitled to make decisions whether they're good or bad in the view of her the rest of her family. So there's not much that can be done in the event that there was some abuse, and I'm not saying there is. You, the the 84 year old might be able to secure a a barring order. Uh, or a protection or a safety order, um, but that's. But she doesn't. She, she doesn't seem to want to no, do that. She no. just would like them to leave if possible. Well, I, I mean, if if they won't leave, and the eighty-four-year-old is asking them to leave, well, she she would then have to go to the court, and she would probably have to get an injunction to to get them to leave. But the, the, she would be very likely to be successful in that, as unless she's transferred the house to her youngest daughter, and hopefully she hasn't done that. Nobody else has a right to live in the house except the owner, uh, unless mm. that right is given away. So the, the 84-year-old is in a strong legal position, but I think in a weak personal position, because I think it's very difficult to ask family members or relations to leave the house, particularly if they don't have accommodation to go to. And in 2023, wherever they are in Ireland, accommodation is a big problem and it's really expensive. Um, is there anything we can do about a will in probate for nearly two years? The solicitor won't discuss it. Can we go over his head to anybody else? Probate can take a long time, but two years is kind of pushing it, isn't it? Well, it depends. I mean, there's the, I, I don't do the probate. There's a solicitor in my office who does the probate, but they come to me and we talk every day about the delays in the probate office. There's delays in, in with the banks and, and AIB and Bank of Ireland have special deceased units uh, for people who've passed away. But there's, there's quite a lot of delays at all all stages in the system and uh, certainly the, the the probate offices uh, depending where in the country they are they're, they're, they can take anything from a couple of months to much longer than that if there's queries on the probate that can also uh, in- increase the time but I mean as a matter of of principle, uh, your solicitor should come back to you, provided you're one of the executors in the will. If you're a beneficiary under a will, 
unfortunately you have less rights than, than an executor. So it's really, it's a matter to talk first of all to the executor of the will uh, um, and they're the person who should contact the solicitor and the, sh- the solicitor should update them even if it's only to say look there's not much that we can do. It's been in, it, this is where it's in the system and this is how long it may take and it, it may not, it may not be possible because of the, the problems in the, with the probate offices and the, the general delays um, mm. you know so um, but it's important to, communication is obviously important. Yeah, well, going radio silent doesn't help. Add two more kind of probate-related ones. Um, can you please ask, Keith, uh, can an executor sell a deceased property at 40% below the probate valuation as per the deceased wishes to sell the property to his brother? Oh, that's a, you can see a number of complications there. Yeah. Um, so, in other words, they want to sell the property to the brother at below uh, the probate valuation. Is that possible? Well, it, it is possible, but, I mean, it, remember, an executor swears an oath uh, as part of their duties when they're administering the estate they swear an oath that they will follow what the will says so they have to faithfully follow whatever the will says and they can't really deviate from that uh, w- without good reason or without a court order or without the consent potentially of beneficiaries or other executors or trustees depending so it, it isn't it, it's not a simple yes no but if if agreement was reached and they did decide everyone decides yes it's okay to sell sell the, the property at 40% be below the probate valuation. Well, it seems to me that there'd obviously be taxation implications of that because somebody is getting an additional gift and and there may be other uh, taxation implications. So it is possible, but it, there's there's quite a number of um, uh, people that would have to be talked to and to make sure that it, it, can, mm. it can be done. But um, also, it, it also depends what the will says. So you'd really need to see what the will says and... Um, and the will has to be followed. And also, how are those wishes expressed of the deceased person? Uh, how did the deceased, is? did they only tell the, the, the brother that they wanted to sell below market yeah. rate or someone else? And generally, families will try to give effect to the, the wishes of the deceased where they can. And, and there, there's a solution to most of these problems by, again, uh, by discussion in, in many cases and getting proper legal advice. Absolutely. I'm separated 10 years to someone else with two mid to late teenage children. I want to get a divorce. The only asset we share is the family home. Where would I stand in relation to settlement of that house? Well, I suppose it, it depends on a number of factors. Um, if if there is any uh, legal separation agreement already made, that that would be important. There probably isn't. Um, who's paid the mortgage on the family home would be a factor. The current income of both husband and wife, uh, the the level of maintenance that's been paid by the husband for the children, if any, um, how the house was financed in the beginning. Was it a mortgage? Was the mortgage in both names? Is the family home in both names? Is it just in one person's name? Uh, did any parent, for example, give a loan, which happened quite a bit in, in, in the Celtic Tiger? The parents got involved and gave loans for houses. Does anybody else have any claim on the house? So there's a huge amount of factors. People come into my office quite quite often uh, think there's an automatic uh, 50-50 presumption in relation to family homes uh, but the court has a discretion to, to to give one person a greater share than another but there would, mm. would, it would usually have to be some kind of compelling reason. Uh, again because you're married you're in a much stronger position because it's it's a family home and there's there's protection for that. The other thing is do you want to sell the family home now or do you want to keep it until the youngest is 23 and come to some arrangement until then? You know, you don't necessarily have to sell the family home on divorce and a court yep. wouldn't necessarily do that. 
but they wouldn't necessarily rush to it anyway. Exactly. One more before we finish up. How to go about having our house transferred into my name. The house is paid for. The husband, my husband, has written a letter stating that it is his wish. So he's agreeable about it, having the house transferred into his wife's name. The house is paid for. How would you start that process? Well, you simply go to a solicitor because uh, conveyancing in, in Ireland has to be done by a solicitor um, uh, and get them to draw to get the title deeds and to draw up the deeds to transfer the property from uh, a person's uh, uh, joint names, a uh, sole name into their joint name. So that that isn't a complicated thing to do, but it, it requires a bit of legal advice about it and it requires a, a solicitor in many cases uh, to, to draw up the proper conveyancing documents so it's done properly. Um, but it's important to do it. If you want to do it, do it immediately and, and don't yeah. hang around and make your will at the same time so there's no doubt about what your intentions are. And if there's Remo- any issue about separation, that, that obviously will complicate it. Yes, remove the grey. Uh, the law yeah. doesn't like grey as a no. rule. Keith Walsh, Family Law Solicitor. Pleasure. Thank you so much Thanks, for coming Jonathan. in to talk to us. Thanks to everyone who texted questions in as well. All items are uploaded as podcasts. You can listen to on the News Talk app powered by Go Loud. Just search for The Pat Kenny Show. My- the Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.